Hello, I'm Alex and this is the Northern Guide to Happiness. Welcome to episode 28, though this is actually episode 60 in the overall happiness series. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought we'd have reached that number when we started back in 2020? So thanks to everyone who's listened so far and welcome if you're just joining us. As always, I'm here in our virtual studio with Chris and Kath. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good evening. How are we? Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. With a raised eyebrow as you're saying that. Mm. I'm feeling the darkness mm-hmm. at the moment. It's got cold, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're sort of turning the thermostat up thinking COP26, COP26. <laughs> should I? Should I not? I don't know. Energy bills, energy bills. Energy yeah, bills. Yeah. Energy bills. <laughs> I think we're all going to feel that pinch this, uh, Absolutely. this winter, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, it's definitely got colder. I mm-hmm. made a sweet potato and butternut squash soup just before this session. Ooh, get you. It, you know, it's a bit of a nod to the fact that it's so cold now outside. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got that to look forward to afterwards. Excellent. Kath, what about you? You've, you've just put something in my mind there because uh, we were out walking last last weekend and there was the most enormous pumpkin <gasps> in a gutter as we walked past. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful pumpkin. And I, I thought, should I? Mm. <laughs> were you tempted? <laughs> I, I was tempted. And then I thought, maybe. So I, I, I chickened out in the end. But I thought, you should be... Bring out the scavenger in you. It's it's the right time to do this sort of thing. It's like kind of weird vegetarian version of people go around kind of scraping pheasant and hair and rabbit off. Oh, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. People do it. It's real. I know, I know. All right, I'm ready for slightly queasy now. (laughs) Well, on that note, shall we introduce this week's guest interview? I always provide the entry level to these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> we rely on you, Kath. Our job is to make the, the make the guests look good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can only go up from here. Yeah. Our interviewee this week has been working super hard behind the scenes on this very podcast and is one of our producers, Emma Millen. Alongside her co-pilot, Jordan Blythe, they both make us all sound good and sort out pulling all of the audio pieces together to make the finished podcast each week. We couldn't do this without them. Emma is passionate about radio, sound, people and cats. But enough of me talking. Here's Emma. Emma, a very warm welcome to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Uh, We've had a little bit of banter before we kind of hit record, but how are you today? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Do you know what? I had a three hour, I was doing some training on Zoom this morning and uh, yeah, yeah, it was hard work. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) I've I've rested my eyes (laughs) before joining you on here. So yeah, I'm all right for a Monday. It's not not too bad. Not too bad. Has anything happened to you recently that's uh, made you feel particularly happy? 
Oh, well, uh, funny you should mention that. Uh, last week I was in London um, mm. for the Student Radio Awards. So I am part of um, a radio station, a community and student radio station in Sunderland called Spark. Uh, we were up for nine awards as what? a team. <laughs> yeah, nine awards as a team. I was up for three individuals. Well, that's just um, greedy. I know, I know it is. Um, I didn't come home with any, but... It was just a great experience. It was held in the O2 um, in London, the Indigo, mm. and it was just so fantastic to be in a crowd, be with people, see people that I've not met before but know sort of online. Um, it was really fun. And it's even though I didn't come back with anything, I feel like it was just such a good experience and I, I, I'm so glad that I went. I'm still getting used to seeing people face-to-face after, you know, building up a relationship with them, like, on screen and then to see them often with masks on it's like you're trying to work out (laughs) who people are that was it like when i was there there was some people and they were like oh emma you're right and i was like i don't know you if if i've ever interviewed you have i are you someone on twitter have i met you before i have no idea but i'm like hi nice to see you again just hoping for the best really (laughs) and just hope that the conversation kind of reveals how you know them (laughs) yeah exactly like oh so oh what you're up to at the moment and they're like oh i'm doing this i'm like oh great (laughs) that that's when you need somebody next to you to kind of introduce themselves and then that that kind of takes that away doesn't it but uh yeah definitely (laughs) well People probably don't realise, but I should probably sort of say who, you know, who you are. And I'll ask you to introduce yourself shortly, but you're usually on the other side of the microphone and the sound recording. You are one of our producers on the Northern Guide to Happiness podcast. What's it been like being involved in the project? I'm putting you on the spot. What's it What's it been like? Has it been great? Honestly, it, it has been great. That's the thing. Like, yeah, so I normally have to edit, use lot, talking, your banter, whether it was good or bad. I get the bad bits out, basically. Not like there is any. What do you but, mean bad bits? Oops. oops. Um, but yeah, it's been great. It's been one of them things that you sort of like... I obviously, I left university and I wanted to get into an audio world and audio background. So then this came along and I was like, oh, this is a job that I have to do now. And it's been really good. Like the interviews are great. Well, the ones that I listen to. Um, but the ones that like, um, you know, the banter sessions that I have to uh, edit, they're so good. And, you know, even though I'm having to like, you know, edit it, I'm like, oh, what bit do I keep? What bit do I not keep? But it's great. Yeah, it's been a great time. I'm swabbling, waffling on. <laughs> correct, <laughs> correct answer. Correct answer, Emma. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I, well, you you make us sound great because sometimes I'll come out of a banter session and just think, oh my God, what were we talking about? <laughs> Emma, please, you know, Jordan, please sort us out, make us sound great. And you always do. So uh, it's, it's great to have you Job on board. Done. And uh, you were... Uh, you were saying before we hit record that you were listening to Alfie's interview, which you'll be following. Uh, what did you think of Alfie's interview? Honestly, um, because I had to edit that one, I always thought like, you know, he's like an idol to me in general. Uh, being someone on the radio in the Northeast is like massive to me. And it's like footsteps that I want to follow in. So being able to like listen to that it was really inspirational and and how he his journey's gone from one thing to a complete other thing it was crazy um and it it proves to me that like 
you know, even though he's gone from one thing to another, I'm just going on to one thing in my career and I'm doing the right thing and there's no right or wrong way to do things in general. And that's whether it's in your career or in, you know, your life. Um, it was really inspirational and I, I proper, proper enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. Good, good. So you've kind of hinted already at the, what you do, but can you just perhaps introduce yourself? How would you describe yourself? people always say like how would you introduce yourself and I do it myself in interviews um, but I always say like you know introduce yourself what what are you all about and I always think I hope nobody has to ask me that so you've asked me it Um, sorry it is I'm a bit of a a, 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 an all-rounder really so basically I am a freelance editor a freelance podcast producer um, a radio presenter a DJ Anything audio, I do. Um, present, create, produce, um, everything. So, yeah, that's... I hope I answered that question right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I mean what, what is it about sort of sound and working in radio that you enjoy so much? Was, was there a light bulb moment for you or was it something that you just kind of stumbled into? How did it all happen? It was one of them things that when I was at school... Um, I didn't really I, I was academic like I, I got good grades in things um, but I never really had a love for anything I loved art art was one of my main things that I was really good at um, and you know I sell paintings now but it wasn't what I wanted to do in life like that's like a plan B for me if mm-hmm. that makes sense and one thing that I knew I could do was talk and talk and talk until the cows come home (laughs) so I was like you know like this could be an avenue and I I just we did a school trip one of them sort of um what's the word I'm looking for um like a industry what you want to do when you get older sort of thing what you want to do so it was in high school I went to um a, a school trip to the University of Sunderland and I walked into that building and I thought I seen a studio, I seen a TV studio, a radio studio, and I thought, I never realised this was a thing. I never knew you could go to mm-hmm. university to do a radio thing. Um, so I'm going to try it. And it's sort of just, I'm one of them people, and it sounds horrible, or it sounds really like, I don't know, I don't know, but it sounds like I've always just sort of walked through life. I've always sort of just, one thing leads to another, that leads to another. And I've always had a plan. I knew I wanted to do... Uh, go to university and I wanted to do a master's degree and I knew I wanted after that I didn't know but it always sort of came together nicely so it was a light bulb moment in that sense that yes I realised that this is now something I can do um, but I never had a plan and I never realised that that's what I wanted to do at all so it, it, as I said it just sort of fell in place but yeah I love 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 being on the radio producing radio I feel like radio especially now is so has been so beneficial to so many people um mm-hmm. you know lockdown I don't like to mention it but it, well you've mentioned it now so have, and <laughs> it was such a, a time where people were lonely we've all heard that and I think radio has been one of them things that have stood its its test of time you know tv we've got netflix you know radio will always be there I think whether it's on podcasts whether it's um spotify and apple music there's always a form of radio somewhere and there's always a form of telling a story. And I think one of them things that will just never go away because we do need it. We really do. And it brings me so much happiness to be on it and a part of it. 
and as long as somebody one person listens and and they they get a bit of a smile on the face that that's my day done <laughs> yeah we we try not to get hung up on the stats for the happiness podcast i think you know we're, we're, we're not going to hit the million downloads or anything <laughs> like that but you know we've got a steady uh, listenership if that's if that's even a word um but yeah it's not about the numbers it's about the enjoyment uh that you know we we get as a team and hopefully that the people that do listen get from from listening to the episodes and i think yeah you're right there's there's always going to be an, an, an interest in or a need for radio. Why, why do you think that is, though? Why do you think there'll always be that need for radio? I think sometimes we need a bit of escape. Um, in life can be busy. I have had one of the busiest weeks or two oh, weeks or tell three me weeks about it, yeah. of my life right now. And I'm just going through the motions, but I always like to stop and put a podcast on or stop and listen to some music or stop and put the radio on and that's sort of my escapism of getting out of my head and I feel like that is always going to be needed it's always going to be needed we can't like live our lives and live busy lives and not have that break um no matter what people's breaks are I can guarantee one of them is putting some headphones in at some point um so I think that's the most important thing um and that's why I love it so much and you've got a podcast of your own, haven't you? Any Last Can. How did that come about? What's that I all about? do. Um, so basically, as part of my master's degree, I did a master's in radio at the University of Sunderland. And um, in my dissertation, I didn't know what to do. It was during lockdown. I thought, oh, like, I, I was so stressed about it. And then me personally... I wanted to learn about radio. I've got such a love and a passion for radio, as you can probably tell. Um, (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) One of my questions was, um, why why are Northeast accents and Northeast women in particular not heard anywhere else but in the Northeast? Um, So I went and researched that question. I talked to so many people in the industry, uh, producers, presenters, that, you know, were from the Northeast and were on the radio, but only in the radio in the Northeast. They couldn't make it, well, they couldn't make it, but they weren't anywhere else. Um, I wanted to know why, you know, accents aren't really a national thing. And I, I went on this massive sort of, um, adventure and journey of why people like me aren't heard anywhere else but in the northeast. And I, because I, I want to, you know, hopefully one day be on Radio One, be on, you know, Capital Breakfast one day. But I can't hear it right now, so it's it's like a barrier. And I didn't know if it was because I'm a woman that it was a barrier. Is it because I'm from the northeast and it's my accent that I'm, it's a barrier? So I wanted to know more. So this Eddie Last Can podcast was sort of a platform to be like right you're from the northeast you're a lass and you can achieve anything so whether it was you know talking to to community groups about what they're doing in the area maybe it was a a conversation with a professional um and and just to educate and inspire young women and and young females in the northeast because i think if you don't see yourself on the telly or you don't see yourself on the radio and you want to be on the radio you want to be on the television you don't aim that far because you think you can't I can't make that because I just can't I don't see myself in that so it was a platform to sort of make sure that anyone can especially young northeast lasses can 
can prove that any lass can and that mm-hmm. was what it was all about you know we got musicians um the end of the episode we i invited you know poets writers to submit their work i then got it um voiced and acted with actresses from the northeast so they could have it as their demos or they could have it in their sort of show reels and then i would edit it all together and make it into like a, a documentary or a, a drama or a, a audio monologue um so everyone could sort of benefit from it and be like i've been on this podcast and this is what she's done with it and stuff like that so it was just a, a platform really as i've said to to show that any last can really and yeah it's been great and i love being the voice of it and i love hearing people's stories that's mm-hmm. the main thing for me really so what does it feel like being on the other side of the uh, the interviewing uh, chair today honestly it never <laughs> never ever happens and it, it's weird isn't it uh, you feel like yeah i don't know it's it's just a weird feeling because i know everything <laughs> that you're thinking you know how, what you want me to say but you know yeah it's 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 fun i'm excited <laughs> don't don't just don't start interviewing me and we'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> okay okay we'll deal <laughs> So do you think there's a difference between radio and podcasting? I mean, I know, you know, they're, they're both audio um, platforms, but do you think there's a difference between the two or not? Definitely. I feel like um, with the stuff that I do in particularly, um, I do a podcast, obviously, any last time. I do another one about inspiring uh, local musicians in Sunderland. And I feel like that is all about learning and finding out another story and finding out something that you've not heard before or to relate in some way and I feel radio can be to relate but I'm also a presenter on Spark and the way I approach that is totally different my role as a as a radio presenter is to entertain you and to make you laugh where my role as a a producer and as a podcast is to educate you and make you realize something you've never heard or, or, or paint a picture of a story and um, the way i approach radio as i said is to make people laugh it's it's about the music it's about day-to-day life and things that are relatable and all oh, the weather's rubbish again today but we can make you happy right now and here's a good song to mm-hmm. to feel that where a podcast is so much more um what's the word engaging and you've got to be listening where radio is sort of a passive listen you don't have to be listening really constantly you could be doing other things you could be doing the dishes you can can, yeah you can have it in the background can't you yeah yeah I I find with podcasts I need to be concentrating on it so else yeah you, you you miss something completely don't you definitely yeah yeah I love the variety as well. I mean, there just seems to be podcasts for, for everything. It's a bit like yeah. apps on your phone now. There's just a podcast <laughs> for everything. I think a lot of people perhaps jumped on the podcast bandwagon, particularly during lockdown, as something to kind of uh, do. Definitely. You can definitely see a lot of <laughs> yeah. podcasts that didn't make it past lockdown. It's got a couple of episodes and that was about it. But yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this one might be episode 60, I think, Ooh. when this one goes out. So, uh, yeah, we're not doing too badly. We're, well we, keep, we keep going, getting it out every week. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard work, but it's, it's enjoyable. You know, I think we, we, we all wouldn't do it if it wasn't enjoyable. But um, 
it's not just something that it, it takes it takes practice i think to to get something uh, of good quality out there doesn't it yeah definitely i think a lot of people think oh you've got a podcast so you literally just talk for a bit and then you put it out there no it takes editing you know um preparation for interviews talking the banter sessions you know it takes so much effort and i think people always also say that about radio that oh you just sit down and turn the microphone on and Honestly, if you said to somebody, "Go on, there's 30 seconds. You've got to fill some, that that 30 seconds to the to the T about something. Go." They'd be like, uh, 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 I, "I don't know what to say." Yeah. So you're like, you know, yeah. it, the people downgrade your skills just because you think you're talking, but it's actually really hard to do. So yeah, oh, that's hard to keep talking and talk coherently as well. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job of it. <laughs> I am demonstrating that now. <laughs> That's what the editing is later. That's fine. Exactly. Don't worry. I'm going to sound great. <laughs> Have there been any standout moments so far then in your uh, radio audio career? I mean, you mentioned the awards uh, that you were at the, the other week. Has there been anything else that's kind of really stood out for you so far? Oh, honestly, I think during lockdown, it was such a time that I could sort of perfect my craft um it was a time where I was finishing my master's and it was a time where I didn't have to you know, work in my retail job or work somewhere else and I could focus on what I loved to do um that came from doing a a piece about um being a COVID cleaner and that managed to get on BBC Radio 4 as part of a, a young storyteller's um, competition for the Charles Parker Prize that happens every year mm. and honestly that was probably one of the best moments ever because you know I'm on the radio I edit stuff but then to be recognized for telling a story and creating something by the likes of a BBC on Radio, radio 4, 4. Yeah, yeah not bad it's not too exactly, shabby exactly <laughs> exactly and it was massive for me it was such a moment where I thought you know I can do this like I, I always underestimate myself and I always I think everyone does I think are oh, you good enough to do this you know I do this as a hobby or I do this um because I want to but can I really make it as a living or can I make this you know not just a hobby mm. and that was a moment where I thought yeah I can I can do this like I don't know why I'm thinking that I can't and um, it was such a moment for me that I was like yeah this is this is sick and this is what I want to do and that pursued me to do you know the things that I'm doing now um but yeah that was one of my standout moments that I was like that is that is ace I've listened to it it's great I love it it's a really interesting piece so yeah everyone should go and listen to it we'll, we'll maybe put a link out when when this episode goes out and people can go, go and find it but uh <laughs> I mean this probably sounds like a silly question but um does your work make you happy then oh yeah Definitely. I mean, I've quit that retail job now. I have got, I'm sort of, um, I don't know whether I'm Arthur or Martha most of the days because I'm doing one, I'm doing a job for one person, then I'm doing a job for another person and then I'm doing a job for another person. Welcome to the world of freelance. It's mental. It's mental. And obviously at university they told you like freelance is like this and then you don't realise until you're in it that you're like, ah, all these people uh, wanting me and needing me. Um but yeah, I love it. I absolutely love doing every single bit of work that I do um, because it's what I love to do. And I think that's the most like important thing. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, retail jobs, 
pay the bills every week and um that's great but I wasn't happy at that Mm -hmm. point in my life Mm -hmm. I really really wasn't happy and then I took like it was like I would work freelance you know you can you can work sometimes you can work not sometimes and you don't have that sustainability of income but then you realize I'm absolutely loving every second of this and you know I'm in a a lucky position where I'm not struggling financially or anything like that so I can do this right now and you know I'm still I'm only 24 and I think like now you're a bad I can and can't do (laughs) I can do this and I can't you know it doesn't matter right now if I want to get loads of money and work full time I can do that later on but this is a time that I'm just sort of yeah learning what I can and can't do and and as soon as I took the pressure off myself that was a massive thing um that I thought you know I should be earning this and I should be going to work and I need to do this I need to do that Emma you don't why why do you have that personal pressure on yourself just do what you love and 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 I have and it just gets better and better really every day well, if you've managed to figure that out at 24 already, then, then well done. Because <laughs> I'm still, I, I still struggle with it. I think that, yeah, th- there's always that, oh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months time, mm-hmm. which, you know, in, in one sentence is incredibly exciting. At the same time, is incredibly terrifying. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly. the joy, that's the joy of freelance and, and working creatively and, and not, and, and I guess having that, that faith in yourself that everything will be okay. I think um, because it can be it can be a big challenge and can be you know some people can't do it and I understand how they can't and that's fine but like for some people they can't just sit in an office every day and some people need to be out there creating and that's where we step in because we need that creative outlet and we need to provide it for people as much as we need it as well so yeah I think what I found the hardest during lockdown was reminding myself that just be that I don't have to sit in front of my computer for seven hours a day, you know, waiting for emails to come in or whatever, because you you wouldn't do that, you know, if you were at the office or, you know, out and about doing your, um, doing your freelance work, you know, I, I would never sit in front of the computer for seven hours a day. I'd always be out and about. So why all of a sudden did I feel I had to be sat at this desk um, for hours on end? But that's just what happened. And exactly. I need to get, get, I need to get out in, of that. Yeah, exactly. People get caught in in moments and caught up in within their own lives. And, you know, like it takes a break or it takes, you know, say we work in for six months and then all of a sudden it, it's gone. And you're like, oh, what do I do now? It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. just take it take it and there'll be something and, and that is the what you said was um believing in yourself that's that's the yeah. main thing yeah yeah so this podcast is all about happiness and we've kind of touched on on happiness at work um but what does happiness mean to you is it is it something that you think much about um is it a word that you're happy to use um yeah what are your thoughts on it I think um, growing up, 
and at school and at university um i've always been known as the happy person it doesn't mm-hmm. matter like emma's always happy you can mm-hmm. rip the mic out of her and do whatever you want but i'll still laugh about it and that's the not in a sad way not in like <laughs> anyone's bullying me or anything they're not um, but like i've always been known as just the happy one that just gets on with things and i'm always smiling and loads of people have said you know oh you know emma's always smiling and it is i i am and i love life i really love life i i i I take you know work i love we've talked about that holidays i love meeting people i love um and i've always sort of just been happy and what makes me happy is doing the things i do every day and Mm -hmm. you know my cats and my family and stuff like that but yeah happiness what does happiness mean to me Uh, that is a hard question i know i'm sorry isn't it (laughs) um it means just doing the things you want to do and enjoying every moment. Like I was, I'm a firm believer of like everything happens for a reason and and stuff like that. So just enjoy the ride. It might seem mm-hmm. a bit rubbish one day, and you know, by all means, you know, I've been upset and I've I've struggled. I think everyone has, especially in this horrible time. I think. Um, leaving university is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I've always had school, I've had university, I've had a master's degree, I've always had something to do and then you finish and you're like, oh, the big bad world, what on earth do I do now? And that was one of the hardest things for me. But as I said, like, I trusted the process, I do freelance, I work this, I work that, I work everything and it keeps me going and it keeps me happy and it, as soon as one thing doesn't keep me happy, it goes it goes like everything happens for a reason you know i said you know i work in i worked in retail and then that wasn't viable anymore i wasn't making me happy it went i got something new and i was lucky like that but it was just trusting the process and 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 doing everything that's what keeps me happy and and being busy it it keeps me happy and keeping me occupied i think (laughs) yeah i'm i'm all i'm 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 similar I, i like to be busy and i think I always crave, oh, I just wish I could just sit. Yeah, but then when you sit, nothing. you're like, yes. oh, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> what, what can I do? Uh, what can I do while I'm sitting? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's ridiculous. So you, you, you mentioned at the start there that, um, you know, you're always known as the happy one. Um, where did, where's that come from? Where, where's that happiness come from? I don't know. I think it's like, I, en- I enjoy like I enjoy being around people people is like what keeps me going and you know I love school I love being educated and I loved going and seeing my friends and I love being surrounded by people and then at university I loved going in I loved what I did and I love being around people and that sort of continued as a freelancer as you know making podcasts and a radio presenter I love people so to be able to do that in your job and be able to make people happy keeps me really, really happy. And, <laughs> you know, some sometimes, you know, it makes someone's day when they say, they email like a band or a, an artist or someone will email me and just be like, hi, I'm this person. I, I'm bringing out a new single. Could you play it on the radio? And I email them back and say, I'll play it on the radio, but you've got to come and talk about it. <laughs> and it makes it either like, oh my God, like, I, I didn't think that. And, you know, they're buzzing. You can, like, they're all on social media. Like, oh, I'm going to be talking on this, uh, with this, with Emma. And it keeps people happy. And I love the buzz that 
especially like back to radio the buzz that radio gives people like I've just been on the radio oh I've just heard my name on the radio it's so (laughs) exciting and it's so simple it's so simple you know you get a message saying can you say hi to Stephanie having a walk you know like I said hi Stephanie she's on a walk and then people are like oh my god I've just had a shout out it's so exciting it's like (laughs) that's what I love that is the hype and the the excitement and the the fast pacedness of it and I just love I love people and I love making people happy so if I'm doing that that's a tick 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 in Emmaville all the ticks (laughs) fabulous so you you mentioned your cats you've mentioned people and making people happy what else makes you feel good what else makes me feel painting art art makes me feel really good as I said before I I did paint in, in school I was okay I carried on I think I'm pretty good it's one of them things where you think can I say that I'm a good artist but I'm gonna say I'm a good artist go for it go for it I'm a good (laughs) artist um but yeah getting down and putting as you say putting a podcast on putting some music on and sitting down and painting something painting give me like freedom and it's another thing it's an escape it's another escape to busy lives just slowing down and painting and whether that is for someone or for myself, I've got loads of paintings. And I always said to my mum, like, we're going to have a room in the house where it's just Emma's art gallery <laughs> because there's so much random things in the house. You know, Emma's art gallery. Cat- yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's cats, there's paintings of ships, there's, like, a, an apple. You know, it's just so random. Like, there's a person with half a, half an elephant's face. You know, stuff like that. And it's just a, a time for me to go, whatever's in my head, just get it on somewhere. Get it... Colours. Colours make me happy. And... Get it out there. And if nobody likes it, that's fine. But I like it. So it's kept well, me happy. Do you know what? The parallels with you and Alfie are just... <laughs> they're spooky. That's what I'm He was such a inspo, Kindred spirits. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I think one of our early um, Northern Guide episodes with Zoe Murta, um, she talked about the colours that she associates with happiness which I thought was a really interesting concept. And, and then I think she talked about the you know, smells of happiness as well. Do, do you associate any colours with happiness or is it just, it just doesn't matter, just all about the painting? Honestly, one thing that makes me really happy, and this is so like niche and so random, the colour green. It, I love my green. Wardrobe, my wardrobe is full of green. I go to a shop and I... All of a sudden, green. If anything's green, I love it. And it's like a joke now that, or, or Emma, if it's not green, you, you don't need to buy that. And it's such a joke, but yeah, lovely. I've got a, I've got Absolutely a green water bottle. Lovely. Yeah, just everywhere <laughs> near me. <laughs> and I'm wearing my green fluffy thing. Yeah, like I've got, I, I'll show you, but I can't. I've got my green Grinch. Grinch nice, on. nice. Because he's green and I like him. Honestly, the, the green means. It's a colour that I enjoy and I like, Mm -hmm. but it means, like, nature, leaves. My phone case, I'll show you my phone case, is um, palm trees, green leaves, because I love nature and I love being outside and I love the world and that's green in my eyes, although it's probably really not green at the moment. Um, In my eyes it is and that's what I love. So, 
yeah, really random. My colour is green and it keeps me happy. I am totally with you. I, You know, green is my favourite colour. We've got a, an old green camper van. Um, nice. So all of all of the accessories inside the van have to be green. You know, the cutlery, the crockery, everything, you know, yeah. blankets, all of it has to be green. Because, yeah, I'm totally with you on the green. <laughs> Green, People green think, oh, tea. It's like a, it's like a slimy colour. It's a horrible no! colour. No, it's, not. it's lovely. It's lovely. Absolutely no not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we always ask all of our interviewees as as we reach the end of the interview, what do you do to kind of maintain your happiness levels? Um, do you have any tips, advice as far as your sort of well being and, and and happiness that you can perhaps share with the listeners? Um, we've talked a lot about working and mm. that doesn't work for everyone. It works for me, so that's a good thing. But another thing that brings a lot of happiness to me is is exploring. And whether that is as tiny as going for a walk to somewhere you've never been before or going on holiday to somewhere exotic that you've never been before and you love, um, that's a massive thing that keeps me out of work because you physically can't be working when you when you're traveling or, or working around um or walking um and yeah make sure you give yourself that that break from mm-hmm. from life life is so really difficult and sometimes you get caught up in it like i need to do this i need to do this. no you don't do you prioritize things and that's what keeps me happy is knowing when i've burnt myself out like I, I stop myself from doing that, um. As I said, like works massive for me, and and I love doing it. But at the same time, you can still get sick of it. You can still get monotonous, and it can still get repetitive. And just break the cycle and do something a bit different. So I love going on holiday. Like it's one of them things that I just love doing. Like I, f- I love, um, finding out about new people new cultures and learning about people as i said i love people so to learn about every other people that you know people think that you're mental but it's fine um so yeah i've sort of like diverted from the question there but um yeah that's my advice i think i don't think that i think that's diverting now i think it's yeah it's, it's knowing knowing the sort of limits yeah find what makes you happy it sounds so stupid whatever gets you like i love after a busy day coming home and seeing my cat i love it i run an instagram account for her and it makes me so happy that i've got this little account emma (laughs) (laughs) that i can look at little pictures of my little cat honestly love her um and that's just a little thing like that keep me happy it is, yeah. Actually, my, my my search function on Instagram when when I click on it, it's just uh, cakes and dashens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dash. I'm in a couple of Facebook group like cute dashens and that. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> love it. Well, <laughs> on that like note. That. Like that, man. Yeah. On that note. <laughs> so cakes, dashens, cats. That's the key to happiness. The colour green. Boom. And green. All right, then, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with you on those. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Emma, is there anything that you want to give a shout out to before we kind of end the interview? Uh, no, not really. Um, as I said, you can you can listen to um, Any Last Can um, at N-E, like North East, 
or Newcastle if you want to um any last can on the social media you can listen to that on uh, Spotify and all, all the things just type in any last can and also um he's only a cleaner the production I made for BBC Radio 4 um go give that a listen it's available on BBC Sounds as well so thank you very much it's been great well thank you for joining me Emma and uh, <laughs> seeing you rather than just sending you audio files and going here make 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 something good out of this <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take care, Emma. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cheers. So that was Emma. What did people think? Well, Super. Yeah, really good. Really interesting to hear Emma coming in front of the mic this time around. It's great. Um, maybe we get to hear from Jordan at some point as well. Maybe. I um, think it has, has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Jordan. <laughs> I know you're listening because you're editing this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after, after a little while trying to think, well, what is my favourite colour? She's really into a green. So what's mine? I, I don't know. I kind of came down to sort of purple or orange. Neither of which you would catch me wearing, I have to say. Um, but the, <laughs> I don't know, the bit that I really liked or that really kind of struck home for me was, you know, I get towards the end, she's talking about that, the importance of discovering things and mm-hmm. sort of getting out for holidays and things. And it just kind of really struck me because... Um, particularly because you know over the last little while lots of us haven't really had the opportunity to to go very far uh, and discover new parts of the world and things hopefully that's that's going to get easier as time as time goes on but it just sort of reminded me how much of my local area I've discovered yes. um, finding odd little corners and nooks and little crannies cut throughs yes. yeah where does that go yeah and things like kind of nature reserves you didn't know existed that are just kind of around the back of somebody's house or there's a there's a housing estate near us where there's a, an old medieval chapel, the ruins of an old medieval chapel, just kind of bang, slap in the middle of it, in the middle of all these houses. And it's like, oh, okay. So I wonder what else is out there. So it's a little, little yeah, reminder this... from Emma to kind of, you know, look around your immediate environment and discover yeah. what's I going on. I think the around. medieval chapel would have been there before the houses. Possibly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's Fair apparently call. you got me. Yeah. There's apparently <laughs> some um, concrete hippos in Killingworth that I'm yet to discover. Oh right. Uh, that I've I've seen pop up on uh, a couple of uh, Twitter conversations, and I think my um, Paul Kell, who has been on the podcast a few times, mm-hmm. he said that he uh, he found them on an explore as well, Chris. So uh, I think oh, he's yeah. going to find these concrete hippos, which are somewhere uh, in one of the housing estates in Killingworth. You find out what the uh, what the meaning is behind them. Why are they there? To keep away the concrete rhinoceroses? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe there was an earth shift a few thousand years ago for the climate changed and concrete hippos <laughs> could actually live in Killingworth and Where am I going with this kind I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds intriguing. Sounds like something out of Doctor Who. <laughs> What did you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved, I loved it. Um, I, I must admit, I, I'm, so, I'm really sorry, Emma, but it, it took me a good few minutes to realise that you were you. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this name is so familiar, so familiar. And then it, the penny dropped all of a sudden. And it was a joy to, to listen to you because it's such a fascinating job being a producer of a podcast. And I think she brought that out incredibly well. Mm. Um, so it, it was great to get her perspective on the, the job, as, as it were. But then when she was talking about her freelance career and how she mixes and matches and that's a world that we're so familiar with and it, it was it was great to hear her talk about that and the thing that I really took away from it was when she commented that she's got the capacity to say stop mm. and I'm, I'm either doing too much or I haven't had exercise today or uh, and she knows to stop and then take stock of what's going on around her, which I thought was so wise, really. I thought, yes, we could all learn from that. Oh, I'm still really? learning how to do that completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, when we got to the green conversation, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to think, the green, green wouldn't be top of my list. What? But... <laughs> but I would have an I'd have an alternative, yes. Okay, uh, all right. <laughs> but yes, the 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 colour got to the heart of happiness. I think, yeah, because mm. I, I was thinking about my mother actually because she she couldn't bear to go out of the house unless she was completely colour coordinated, and I think it was a physical thing that she just literally couldn't bear the idea of of not being completely colour sorted. Mm. And I think a lot of people are like that. I think it, yeah. it is that feel-good factor of it's not right if it's not right. Yeah. Mm. It's really lovely to hear from her. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kath. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Emma. If you've been inspired by this podcast episode, then we'd love to hear from you. We love hearing your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. You can get in touch via email, hello at thenorthernguidestohappiness.co.uk or you can find us on Twitter at North Happiness and Instagram and Facebook at Northern Happiness. We're really glad to be spreading joy and happiness around the North East through this podcast thanks to funding from the National Lottery Community Fund and the Newcastle Covid Fund. So thank you so much to our funders for their support. Well, we've reached the end of another episode we hope you're enjoying listening to the Northern Guide to Happiness. Take care and see you all again next week for another episode.